and welcome to episode eight of the Social Unicorns podcast. I'm here with Georgie. Hello. And today we're talking about keeping up with the unkeepable. We just made that word up and I'm absolutely delighted with it. Yeah, this makes me think of, <laughs> um, I don't know if you watch How I Met Your Mother, but you know Barney Stinson talks about the possimpable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and you think our friends like, oh, Unagi. Yes. I literally just did the two finger head turn. As yeah, I, said I that, saw by it. The way. I saw it in my head. I saw it. Ah, <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> We're going off topic already. Yeah, I love sorry. it. Anyway, so the unkeepable. So obviously, in the social media industry, everything changes so quickly. And I think in the last 18 months or so, I certainly have noticed it change even more like it's been crazy in mm. like at the beginning of the pandemic um I actually literally started a new job on the first day of lockdown which was fab but I spent the year at this agency and part of my remit was to do uh like a weekly what's changed what are the updates you know a little email that goes around to the whole agency just so everyone can be kept abreast of everything Mm-hmm. And those first few months into lockdown were insane. There were so many things going on as everyone adapted and businesses like moved into virtual land. It was mental. It's ridiculous. And I, I agree. I think the acceleration of change has gone up a whole different level recently. Yeah. And it's just figuring out what, how do you keep up with it, right? Because... I even joined a monthly webinar the other day, which was, oh, you know, let's talk about everything that happened in June. And it was like half an hour solid of these are the platform updates that have gone on and this is what's trialing and this is what's changing. Mm. And it's just completely insane. You know, if you think about other realms of marketing, you know, print, TV, radio, like the creative content, and the creativity that goes into those may change. But ultimately, a print ad is a print ad. You have your set dimensions, you design it, you roll with it. TV ads, you have your 30 second or your 15 second segments. Yeah. Social, you, your entire content plan for a week could get turned upside down because of a Facebook update. Yeah, it's crazy. And how, <laughs> how do you keep it across all of those things? Like I remember thinking at the time, this is great because it's part of my remit to be doing these emails and pulling together all this information for people. But if I was having to do that on top of my day-to-day job, it would be impossible because those emails to pull together take a few hours because you have mm. to go through everything and double check things. And there's so much going on. Like it takes time to pull it all together and to understand it and read it properly and make sure that you're not just reading someone's opinion about an algorithm. It's actually something that has come into force. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is that it's all very well knowing what the changes are, but then what do you do with those changes? Panic. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's totally the wrong thing to do. Don't listen to me. (laughs) Other than panic. No, but there is, there are moments of panic. I mean, it's, you know, I I read something the other day about um, some potential change coming to Facebook ads again outside of iOS 14. And I literally spent half the day in a complete spin about it. I'm like, 
A, there's absolutely F all that I can do about this. Like, this is outside the realms of my control. And B, you know, it was, uh, I'm more and more thinking each day that that was just like a massive rumour and it's not actually true. So, you know, let, let's check validity of sources, people. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> and C, actually, okay, well, instead of like panicking about it, it's like, well, what can you do about it? Other than panic, you know, take a step back from the panic and be like, okay, well, that th- there'll be a solution. You just have to pivot. But we are constantly having to pivot. Yeah, and I think that's part of the fun of it as well, isn't it? That's probably why we all get into it and stay in it for so long because although it does swap and change a lot, that's the nature of it and that's the bit that allows us to be creative and try new things and, yeah, just be sort of a little bit freer than if we were working in, like, as you said earlier, just print or TV or whatever. Um, That is true. That is true because you do... speak to other people in that work in social media and it is like you know no two days are the same because we are very much kept on our toes yeah and I personally love the fact that these things do change and you're able to sort of flex your sort of creative muscles a little bit more mm-hmm. um but yes as you say like it, it can come at a cost <laughs> and that cost is that you constantly have to be on it as it were, always on, if you will. (laughs) Always on. Yeah. I think this is where we've talked before about, you know, working with smalls and people that don't understand social. I think this is where it also can get really tricky because when things change all the time, you may have just got your team bought or sold into the fact that, you know, this is how we need to do this. Or, you know, when you're working with Um, designers like we've mentioned before or we've definitely talked about before about you know image sizes and dimensions and you know landscape versus portrait between Instagram and Instagram reels or or IGTV you know every time something changes you have to re-educate people all over again and that is what I think can make it quite challenging us yeah definitely as well that's sort of exacerbated if you're an agency world and you do sort of plan much further ahead and you have sort of very solid strategic stuff that you have to deliver Mm -hmm. I think it's easier to do it if you're in-house and you're in-house in an in a company whatever that is where you have that freedom to do what you need to do yeah Um, and also if you're a freelancer sort of running various different uh, social accounts for smaller businesses again you have that more freedom and flexibility to do things like this Um, oh but I would argue that you then have more people to explain the changes to well yeah I mean it probably depends on who your client is but yes what I mean is that you don't have those layers of authority that you have to go through to get sign off on very very basic things because I've definitely worked in agencies where I've literally just wanted to be like can we just do a reel for fun (laughs) and it's like well can you pull together a seven page proposal and also people don't know what reels are and they don't really know how Instagram works so if you could just do some slides up front explaining the platform explaining the value this is going to bring and blah 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 and you end up just wasting all this time Mm. whereas when you're in-house you can just be like 
come on guys let's go film something and we'll whack it out this afternoon and see how it goes yeah and uh, typically in agency world by the time you get to actually doing this really new cool thing it's not cool anymore (laughs) it's not cool anymore or you know your competitors done it so then you're just going to be looking at you know or are you copycatting or actually do you have that original idea it's so tough isn't it like it's you know I think the big one at the moment and I mentioned this monthly call I went on the other day to you know round up all the news and there was this like collective like oh god (laughs) around the room because there's an there, there was another audio something or other launched on one of the channels and it's like oh Oh. god you know you see you've just reacted (laughs) the exact same way because I think you know what you know Clubhouse came along (laughs) and everyone went ballistic like this is amazing is anybody using Clubhouse anymore? I think it was because they did that whole exclusivity thing yeah, it made like it, famous it made it, people were on it. Yeah, it made it seem cooler than it actually was. I mean, yeah. I, I think you and I are probably on the same page because we tried to get involved quite early on, didn't we? And we were yeah. trying to like go to talks and listen in and stuff. But it just felt like, to me, it felt like LinkedIn, but with people speaking. Over each other. Yeah, and it just wasn't for me. And I've, I've probably not even opened the app. Like, I think I messaged you the other day, didn't I, saying, is it cool to like delete it, this now? Can we, can we get it? get rid of it <laughs> that I thing know, yeah right? uh, but uh, you know I joined a couple of the chats in there and it you know I know that some of the beauty of it was that it was very like unstructured mm. but it was so unstructured and maybe I just didn't find like rooms that I liked but mm, yeah, I, I really struggled with it it took me quite a while to actually even get into podcasts so maybe I just have this thing with audio I don't know maybe I'm more of a visual person um but you know so Twitter's announced some kind of audio thing Facebook's launching its own podcast Mm. thing I mean do you miss do you miss the days where like back in the olden days where it was like Twitter Twitter was just for tweets there was no images 140 no character tweets yeah and then facebook was about like sharing sort of stuff with friends and family there was no like news articles or anything like that instagram was just literally about pretty pictures pretty pictures not not selfies <laughs> but like like really nice visual creative stuff I mean, it started as a photo filter app. I think people yeah. don't actually realise this. You know, Instagram used to have that old school camera is its yeah. icon, the brown yeah, yeah. little camera. And it was just literally just a way to share photo filters. Yeah, but I liked it when they all had a specific purpose. And over the last few years, even more so, they've all sort of merged. So now they all do the same thing. And I'm like, yeah. well. Just... But annoyingly, in completely different formats. Yes. I mean, there's only so many ways I can resize a particular thing. So I use Canva, as I think a lot of social media professionals do, just because you're just having to constantly create graphics, images, videos in the different sizes for all the different channels. And I literally have like a folder of like categories of content where I have this is the Facebook size, this is the Twitter size, this is the LinkedIn size, this is Mm. the Instagram size, and this is the stories size. (laughs) And it's just relentless. But, you know, these changes and keeping up with these 
I mean, I feel like it's a little bit more uniform now than it was a couple of years ago, I have to say. Like, the square format yeah. seems to be a little bit of a keeper. The, the square format seems quite safe. But don't, don't jinx it. <laughs> oh, God. Touch some wood now. But it's. I think that that's just a minor thing, right? But it has such an impact on our day-to-day lives. And it's stressful. And we yeah. talk about you know, working in social media, being a little bit stressful, you know, notification anxiety and imposter syndrome, which we've already talked about a little bit. But it's just, you know, how do you keep up? But actually, I had this revelation while we were thinking about this episode. It's like, well, should we keep up? Should we jump on the next trend all the time? Is there a reason to jump on that next trend? Or actually, do you need to just stick true? I mean, this is not really a question. Of course, you have to like <laughs> stick true to your core strategy. Like what is your social media strategy? And anytime something shiny and new comes along, don't be a magpie and chase it. You know, mm. is it something that makes sense for the business? And does it make sense? Yeah, I mean, I guess, yes, largely speaking, that's the correct thing to do. Um, I think the the panic from a social media manager point of view is that you start reading things about the algorithm actually no longer favouring stories on Instagram. Mm. They're actually pushing reels because it's the new shiny thing that Instagram want to push. So that's where you kind of get forced into chasing after the shiny new tool um and that i mean i guess that kind of applies more to organic stuff and organic is so <laughs> i don't even know what the word is at the oh, moment blah. yeah it's just it's horrendous isn't it organic engagement is just so incredibly painful that, that mean, that's why you end up chasing these things because you're clutching at things to try and not let that organic activity drop yeah, I mean, I'm pretty lucky with my current role. Organic, we, we still do pretty well because we just have a very, very engaged community. But if you are a business that doesn't have a community and you're trying to sell, like, an actual product, social media is tough right now. It's so tough, and I'm seeing mm. it more and more. Like I've got family members that have little small businesses and they're trying to use social media to market and they've just said like it's just so hard now so yeah absolutely I can see why there's that chase after the new things but is that a content strategy or is it your actual strategy because in my mind like your core strategy of like you know the who what where why when of social media stays the same the how the how which is always what I link in with the content strategy or planning etc I think that is maybe where things do Mm. change or do need to be looked at maybe a bit differently. But I don't think you should just throw another plan out the water and be like, there's a new channel, let's launch on it quick. Oh my God, definitely not. No, (laughs) no to new channels. I think that needs to be, yeah. As you say, like if you've got a good social strategy, and you've got your business goals and your social strategy supporting those business goals, then you don't, you shouldn't need to just jump on the new shiny thing. Mm. So it's all just making sure, like, is what you're doing actually serving 
the purpose of why you're there in the first place. And I think that is where a lot of people get lost in the noise. There's so much noise. So much. Yeah. And it's, as we were saying, you know, it's it's what you believe. Because I remember at one point, do you remember, oh my God, the name of it's just gone from my brain. The Google platform. Oh, Google Plus. Google Plus, how did I... R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Google Plus. Because at one point there was all this hype about it saying it's got 85 billion users or whatever it was. And I remember just being like, really? Because no one seems to be on it. But actually, if you delve between the numbers, anybody who had a Google account was automatically assigned a Google Plus account. Yeah. So, you know, you have to actually do your research into... You know, there's a shiny new thing. Everyone's using it. Okay, well, are they? And what countries are they using it in? And what demographic is using it? And that's where I always come back to, okay, what's your strategy? Because if you're chasing after, like, say, for example, you're chasing after TikTok. Let's talk about TikTok two years ago as opposed to TikTok now, because TikTok's Mm -hmm. completely changed since the start of the pandemic. But TikTok two years ago, it was like 16 to 25 year olds. Fact. So if you're trying to target like middle-aged women, you know, why the hell would you go near this shiny new platform called TikTok that everyone's jumping on? Whereas now, and it's, you know, it's evolving with the times, but that's where strategy reviews come in and thinking about, okay, well, what's, what has changed in the past year or the past six months or however often you review your strategy which for some companies is probably every two and a half minutes, but it shouldn't be, it should not be. But I think it's then thinking about, okay, instead of looking like day to day or month to month, what's changing on social, let's look at it over the past sort of six months. Mm. And is that something that you then need to adapt? Because otherwise, if you try and keep up with everything on a daily basis, I mean, there's a reason we made up the word unkeepable <laughs> because it's not possible. No, it's not possible. But I think a lot of people, especially smalls, think it's possible. Like if you're yes. if you're the social media person or team, then people will come to you expecting you to literally know everything there is to know about whatever platform they're interested in, mm. and that's that's a lot for you to take on and a lot for your team to take on. Because it is so vast. There are so many platforms. There's so many elements to each platform now, as we were just Mm -hmm. saying. And to be across everything and to know everything in that moment that you're being asked is a lot. I don't I don't think that you can do it. I think you need to you need to have time to go away and actually research things as well. Because I know that people have come to me and said oh, is this true about LinkedIn? Like, should we be doing X, Y, and Z instead? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But if I if I go away and read about it, then I can figure it out and we can come up with a plan. But I don't know off the top of my head because LinkedIn is just part of the puzzle of everything in which I work in. Yeah, like I, I don't know everything just off the top of my head. And I think a lot of people will be like, oh, well, she couldn't answer my question, so she's clearly not very good at her job. And it's not that at all. Maybe they don't think that. Maybe that's my imposter syndrome. Yeah, but no, I, I, I feel know, the but... same. I feel the same. I, yeah. if you I feel get like quest- you should. Yeah, I feel like I should know absolutely everything about my field, but it's literally impossible. So I hope that 
everyone listening takes a little bit of comfort in that <laughs> because yeah, I don't it doesn't it's... mean that you're bad at your job it just there's so much going on mm. you can't know everything doesn't mean that you're not best placed to go away and figure it out if we think about the key takeaways from this because we've covered quite a lot in this episode I think my biggest one would be you know don't try and keep up with everything every day because I just don't think it's possible and you can't possibly know whether that new change or new thing that's come out is going to stick around or whether it's actually going to make a difference or be helpful for your strategy in your business yeah and there's so much going on it's it's just noise and you can just get completely lost in it and Mm -hmm. ultimately it 90% of that chatter won't affect what you're doing. Agreed. You're right. Agreed. Um, Other takeaways. Let's take a longer view. Yes, take a longer view. Definitely take the longer view. As we as we were just saying, you know, something new changes or comes in. Great. Let it sit for a while. See how it works. Find out about it because they always tweak things as they come out anyway, don't they? Yeah, and I think like just going back to that clubhouse thing, like there will have been so many people that jumped on it in the first instance, but actually, was it worth it? Was it worth all that time and effort put into it? Like if if they if a lot of people had just stepped back and thought, okay, well we could go on clubhouse, but let's actually plan out and let's do like a structured chat, <laughs> mm. then may, maybe that would have been more valuable. Because I feel like a lot of chats on Clubhouse literally were all over the place. And maybe it's changed now. Like, I've not tried it for, a, I don't know, a good couple of months. So maybe it has changed. But Maybe, but I, I've lost interest in finding yeah. out more about it, to be completely brutally well, honest. Well, this is the thing. Like, by jumping in and doing it in a really messy, haphazard way, it's almost put people off, I think. Mm. And if people had just been a little bit, like, just planned it a little bit more and thought about it longer term then maybe it could have been more of a thing. Obviously, it depends on your brand and what you're trying to achieve and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, yeah. Take, take a longer view. Like, is it worth the creative time and the planning and what's the resource we need? Is it actually worth it in the long run? Agreed. Last one, I think, is to have the courage or understand that it's okay just to say to somebody, I don't know that right now. Let me just go check or let me just go find out about that update or, oh, I didn't hear about that one. What's your source? Definitely find out, find out the source because if it's just come from their mate or some random TikTok account, I mean, let's just take that with a pinch of salt, everybody. Yeah, that's so true, actually, because I do feel like half the questions that come from small malls within the vicinity (laughs) come from like I don't know Marjorie in the bakery just told me about this thing <laughs> like is it is it true yeah it's well it's a minefield and we know yeah. that and we will continue to keep talking about the minefield fun and games and <laughs> ongoing changes of the unkeepable social media industry yeah <laughs> also we're making we're making that a thing un- unkeepable it's a yeah. thing yeah I think we should put it in the urban dictionary Yes. Oh my God, we should. We should. Look out for it in the Urban Dictionary, everybody, unless it's already in there for some other random reason. But Oh God. <laughs> on that note, yeah. thanks everybody for joining. Yeah, catch you next time. Bye. Bye.